Today's episode is brought to you by Mud Drops to Manicures, located at 1083 Bedford Highway. Remember, Mud Drops to Manicures is one of the leading spas in the HRM. Make sure to go to Mud Drops to pick up your Christmas gift this Christmas. You can pick up a gift card for a massage. Maybe you want to pick up some products like some moisturizer or some nail polish. Anything that you need for your Christmas gifts this Christmas, go to Mud Drops to Manicures. Give them a call at 902 905-7375. You will get the best customer experience. All of your questions will be answered. And remember, when you are supporting Mudraps to Manicures, you are supporting the high button. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Tyler Heinem. Tyler played for the Halifax McDonald's, like myself and like co-host Matthew Dudelay, who will be here today. Uh, After playing for the Halifax McDonald's, Tyler moved on to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, currently playing for the Rouen-Noranda Huskies, who are first in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. We're going to talk to Tyler about where their team success is coming from, where his individual success is coming from. Uh, 35 games played, 8 goals, 12 assists for a total of 20 points. He is a key member on that team as Rouen is hoping to make the uh, Memorial Cup, which is here in Halifax. That would be wicked for Tyler if they did win the league here in the queue. He is from Cole Harbor, so the Mem Cup being in his backyard would be awesome for his family and friends and, well, the team in general. So it's going to be a high, or excuse me, it's going to be a good podcast. High button, you know what comes next. Here we go. Tyler, we're going, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. No worries, no worries. I was just saying when you got here, you're living the dream right now. You're, yeah. You're, you're in junior hockey. The Rouen is first in the Quebec Major Junior. The Mem Cup is in your backyard. I'm not trying to jinx anything, but I'm just <laughs> saying. And you just got no adopts. And I don't know. I'd be on a high if I were you. Are yeah, you? It's, and uh, it's Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Above all things. Yeah. Home, friends and family. Hockey's going well. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. That's awesome. So what do you have planned over the break? Are you going to the Oval or anything? Christmas? Are you staying in Halifax? What are you doing? Or Cole yeah. Harbor, sorry? Yeah, I'll be in the HRM area the whole the whole, uh, the whole whole break. So nice. kind of just doing friends and family stuff, hanging out, just kind of yeah. enjoying a little break from hockey for eight, nine days. Is there a little bit of nerves, even though it's the trade deadline, or do you know you're safe? But I don't know. It, you're get, you could... It's the trade deadline. Anything could happen. Are you nervous at all? Does the things like that enter your mind? or? Yeah, well, obviously you're thinking about it, but... I don't know. I've kind of gone through this like two or three times already. So um, you just kind of try to put it out of your mind. Just don't worry about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Like you you already played. You already show what you can do. So if you get traded, you get traded. If you don't, you don't. But yeah, not not my control. Honestly, I wish I had the opportunity for that to be on my mind. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like for me, it was... I, I hope to get traded to Halifax Junior A one day, but I knew Jimbo was just fucking leaving me on the line. You know what I mean? But it's like, obviously, it will weigh on you, and you're thinking about it, especially when you're a team that's, you know, a contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you consider yourself to be a big piece of that, and then all of a sudden, shit changes, right? Like, obviously, I think everybody's seen Dobbs and getting dealt to one of the yeah to well, the contenders. You know what I mean? That's Bathers aren't doing that well this year, are they? No. Like, one of the last in the league. Yeah, I think they're uh, they're they're down there. But that's to be expected after the amount of success they had last year. So yeah. That and they shipped some guys out too. cycle of yeah. junior. Mm. Do you ever talk to Noah? Do you know him on a personal level? Yeah, I, we played a little bit when we were younger. Um, I think we went to a few tournaments together on some select teams. But um, I, when, like, I don't talk to him too much. But whenever we play Bathurst, I'll see him after the game and talk to him and run the ice. But nothing, uh, not, not too close with him. But he's a nice guy and pretty excited. 
Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Um, have you guys played in Halifax yet this year? <coughs> no, we haven't. When do you guys play? Soon, January thirteenth. So right, so right after the break. So when you hit, when you go back to Rouen on the twenty sixth, do you start playing games on like the twenty seventh, or do you? Uh, we're actually starting in Blainville, so I'm flying um, from Halifax to Montreal uh, the night of Boxing Day, sleeping over there, and then we got to be at the uh, the Armada Rink the next day at like two or three in the afternoon and practice, kind of get a, get the rust off, get the Christmas and, legs out, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, then we play the twenty eighth and right back into it. I was gonna say like you guys must be getting a bag skate in like after uh, yeah, the Chris- I think there must be a bag skate coming. Yeah, it's gonna be that's no, gonna be everybody expects one. that. Doesn't yeah. I, I feel like at any league you play at any certain level, like the high level of any league, you expect a bag skate after Christmas. It's just. It's just one of those things, you I've know. I've seen a couple throw ups in my day on the ice, especially where the a lot of the boys are of age and stuff like that too, where you can sit around and have a few beers with your yeah. old man and stuff like that. I mean, that <laughs> it adds <laughs> to you, right? So it slows you down. And if any, if there's anyone who knows that, it's me for sure. Man, these Christmas <laughs> breaks are so important. Like junior hockey, obviously, it's the Quebec major junior, major junior, excuse me. So much hockey. These breaks are so important. Just to spend time with your family and friends. I remember once the Ferris was in Gatineau, just coming home, he just couldn't wait to just the unwind, oh, no relax. Yeah, yeah. Like, like our coach is pretty reasonable with it too. Like he, uh, after our game in Victo there, our last one, um, said everybody make sure your gears on the bus. Like nobody's going home, nobody's playing hockey. Like get really? off the ice, just go enjoy your break. Like just you yeah. got nine days, enjoy it. Get off the ice, and then because we're right back at it as soon as the twenty eighth hits. So, That's um, cool. just said make sure make sure you take the break, take reboot physically mentally and then not be ready to go are you gonna go to the oval though i don't know <laughs> it's debatable it's pretty snowy out right now so isn't it open right now yeah it opened i want to get over there and do some street interviews talk that wouldn't be people. street interviews that would be ice, ice interviews. interviews sorry we'll yeah, get on the so. ice and we'll talk to some kids well, so you made me forget my fucking question man just stupid oval talk what's the, what's the organization like in rouen i hear great things like that organization has seemed like success Last, the last, the last 10 years. years at least yeah it's i think i saw a tweet earlier on the season i think we we're like in the last like 10 seasons we have like the second best uh win percentage out of like the 10 seasons which i think when you have teams like quebec moncton halifax and stuff where they can bring in these euros and they can just pay guys if they want to really like yeah. it's pretty easy bring it's, the mic it's up a little bit there, yeah sorry. Sorry. It's, all good. it's a lot harder to get guys to come to run around than it is a big city like yeah. like those teams so um for the success they've had, it really speaks volumes about like the, the coaching, the organizational structure, oh, the, just the way they treat the players and how everybody uh, just comes together and just makes it work. Yeah, especially when you're winning, man. And if you know if you're winning, that more than just the players are doing something right. Mm-hmm. I was telling uh, Matt Anthony who came on the podcast yesterday that I was listening to an interview with Luke Robitaille, and he was talking about when he played in Detroit and the keys to success were the team everyone wanted to win a cup everyone knew the role but he said even outside of the players from the trainers the coaches the the masseuses everyone just had one common goal of winning a cup and i thought that was really cool and i don't mm. know do you find that outside of the players um in rouen just everyone has a common goal of yeah, wanting think, to win a mem cup yeah obviously like at, at this year especially we have i think it's like eight 19 year olds we got our three great 20s and then wow. our 18s are awesome and our rookies are stepping right in and contributing so it's kind of a, it's kind of been just a whole recipe for success so far this year which has been nice but that's this year and that this year that was our goal but we've been a top team in the league for the last four or five years which is i yeah. think that's what's speaking volumes about the organization like anybody can have one good season but to have one two three four in a row that's yeah. that's what's uh I think pretty impressive. So what do you think the keys are to success right now? Like you guys are top of the queue. 
Do you think you guys are deep? Do you think you have a great top two lines? Do you think you have good defensemen, good goalie? Or is it all the above? Because each all, team all, has a different recipe. All of it, man. It's uh, It's been good so far. We got uh, our goalie is uh, – he won the best goalie in the league last year, and he came back – or backups drafted in the NHL. Like, <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, it's yeah. tough uh, Tough coming into our barn. You guys oh, do yes, the novice and split the games? He's, like, <laughs> he's got two goals against average and a 93 per save. Like save percentage, so it's that's a big part of our success. And then we got like uh, just good leadership. Really, our leadership group is really is really good. Like whenever we need a goal, like you can count on one one of the guys to step up and get it. Like I think we've gone to overtime like six times this year, and we've won in five of them. That's like, the best. Feeling. That's mm-hmm. it's kind of just like in in the big moments we seem to step up, and it's always one of the leaders, and it's really good. You know why this is awesome? That the fact that it's Christmas break and their team is on a high. You guys are first in the queue going into Christmas break knowing everything is fine. Actually, yeah, well, nonetheless, that is great going into the Christmas break, but everyone's going to be gunning for you the second half. Everyone's gunning for you regardless. When yeah, you're the top, if you're the top team 13 games in, or you've been a top team, like you've said, for the last four or five years, it doesn't matter what game you're playing. Every single night, that team is coming to beat you because... To be the top dog, mm. you got to beat the top dog, and you can't just beat them once. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it has the opposite effect, too. Yeah, it's Christmas break. They're first in the queue, but now their momentum takes a little bit of a break, mm. right? Whereas some teams who had no momentum might gain some, right? You just don't know, and I think what he said with like the leadership and trusting the next guy beside you to get the job done when the job needs to be done, yeah, that's what's going to keep the momentum going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if everybody believes in that, which I'm sure they do, then they'll be fine going back down the stretch, right? But if you're a team that's not really sure and you're yeah. battling, you know, you, you don't know what the break could be. Was the break negative for people? Like, yeah. you just don't know. Because it seems in your group, everyone knows their role. If you're first in what you're doing, mm-hmm. there's really no, there's really nothing to work out. Yeah, I think... Like, they're, they're, you know what you have to do to win. Keep yeah, going. It, it, just the way things came together, like, I think everybody knows their role. We got no guys in the fourth line who think they should be on the first, and we got no guys... See, that's f- a rare thing. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... it's. I think everybody knows their role, and everybody's working towards just winning. That's That's all we care about. We have a really cohesive group it's it's fun when we come to the rink every day and we just all get along we all want the same thing and i think that's a big part of the success is just enjoying coming to the rink and that makes working hard a lot easier to do if, it's not if even working hard then you know no, it's just no, it's good you just want to do that no it's not a job it's 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 fun it's it, yeah. we got a great group and i think that's why we're having so much success i like that you said the fourth line knows the role that's a rare thing in yeah, any yeah. job Especially when you're still trying to make it, like, individually, you know what I mean? Like, there's, That's there's, the thing, you're not in the NHL. Yeah, like, yeah, if you're like, a fourth-line guy and you're 17 years old or 18 years old... And they're all young, so I think... They, obviously. That, that's the best... That's the thing that they, they understand about it. They, they understand It's development, that. right? All those guys that are on the first line, when they were their age, we were all on the fourth, too, so... Still rare for people yeah. to think like that, but it's different nowadays. Like, when we played, if you were a fourth-liner, you are a banger, you are a bruiser, you, you know, when you got older, you were a fighter, but... It, you were a role guy, but now like the fourth line is like your young guys. They develop. They're around. It's just a better culture. They're around the older guys. Is that they true? get to see how it's done. Well, it's just is how your, it is. Are your fourth lines? Are they yeah, skilled our, guys? Our fourth line this year is like sixteen, wow. seventeen, seventeen. You got yeah. eighteen. That those are it's like a our new, guys it's a different really game. On the I, I didn't even think about bases. that. Yeah, like they they were all guys that tore up midget last year, and then they come in. And it's like, well, we got our first power play is like 20 years old, 20 years old, 19, 19, 19. So it's, it's like, you're yeah. not going to take those spots and they get that. And they're they're They come to the rank and they work hard and that's, it's, it's perfect really. So it sounds like you guys have good leadership outside of 
like the coaching. Like I feel like you're your captains. Are you an A right now? No, I'm not. No, no, no. Well, nonetheless, I'm sure you're still a leader on that team. It seems like if you're able to guide 16, 17-year-olds that are on a fourth line and make them happy. Especially these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably complain if I was that young on the fourth line. Yeah, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. But still. Yeah, you're yeah, a like our, like our, th- our 320s <laughs> were all rookies on that Memorial Cup or sorry, President's Cup champion team mm. a few years back. So they they kind of been there. They've they were young kids on that successful team that I think they they lost like nine games that season and lost in overtime in the Memorial Cup finals. That's good. Um, you needed to learn how to win. Yeah. I think and like to battle. I was saying to cuz you played for you played Major Bantam, right? Yeah, yeah. for Cole Harbor. Yeah. And my buddy's coach there now so i've been doing like some video stuff for them and i was saying like how does the playoff format work with so many teams he says everyone makes playoffs and i was thinking well that's kind of shitty but then on the flip side i was like you know what that's good because just because your area doesn't have as many players or your team's not as good why should you not be able to go in the playoffs and learn how to be a winner and learn what it takes at tough times like you're it's a development league and you and same with the queue it is until you know obviously you're 20 and you're like oh shit but it's like you just need to learn those things. You need to learn that you're going to get bumps and bruises. You need, you're going to learn that it's not easy. And if you're the top team, it's not going to be any easier for you down the stretch. So I, I think, you know, with the young guys coming in and stuff like that, it's it's good that they're in that culture, right? Because I, yeah. I think if you guys were shitty, it might be a little different. Yeah. But okay. because you guys have been one of the top teams, it's kind of like, you know, they're excited to be there, right? They, they want to take on what yeah. what's going on, a right? A good example of that, a good example, excuse me, of that, I think is when – McKinnon and Drouin and all those guys lost that first year. I think it was to Rouen, actually. Or no, maybe it was Quebec. I don't remember. Nonetheless, sure. well, but the year before they won the Memorial Cup, remember they lost, I think, in the third round? Nonetheless, they learned how to lose, but they knew how to compete as well. And then mm-hmm. the next year, they absolutely destroyed the league and then ended up winning the Mem Cup. I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, basically, yeah. You, you, just, le- that, you just learn, right? Yeah. If you don't ever make the playoffs as a kid, how are you going to know in junior what it takes to... To compete in the playoffs. It's a completely different game. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Yeah. The playoffs is ridiculous. Do you find the second half of the season a lot more high tempo than the first half in the, in the queue? I don't know, really. I, I find it shorter, I think. Really? Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. There's that month leading up to the Christmas break and the trade deadline. It kind of makes things go a little slower. And then the second half, it's kind of like you got your squad, you got your group, and you're just gunning game, 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 and kind of waiting for playoffs to come. I find the second half kind of flies by. That's and good. Then, uh, and then it's playoff time, and then it's time to roll. Do you ever find it hard to, like, maybe get up for a game, like, Wednesday in Shawinigan, and you're just going through, like, the entire season, and you're on the road? I don't know. I, I would. I, don't, like, I, think, just, I like, don't think it's tough to get up for games, but obviously there's going to be some road trips where we go on, where we're on the road for two weeks, and the last game of the road trip is, like... Uh, on a Sunday. Oh, geez, <laughs> Sunday like, afternoon game. Jeez, <laughs> finally, just grind this one out. Like, it's it's more of those ones where you just got to, like, you're talking yourself, like, just make sure you move your feet tonight, like... <laughs> Get in there, just get on the forecheck, get involved in this game early, or else it might be a it might be a long night if you can't engage. Yeah. So it's usually those are the kind of games that we try to come out and be physical right away, kind of get the mind away from the fact that you're you're tired and stuff like that. You just kind of try to grind that one out. What kind of bus do you guys have in Rouen? Do you have a sleeper awesome bus? bus? No, no, we don't have a sleeper, but but you can sleep like, on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we got. I think it's got to be one of the best buses in the league. We like we need it, but Wi-Fi. No, we do, but it, it doesn't really work that well. But. I was just going to ask you about that. Being in Rouen, where's your nearest road trip? Because I was, I was, I'm assuming that you guys have to travel crazy for everywheres. It's we have Valdor, which is only an hour away. So okay, that's nice. We play them ten times a year, so <laughs> that's our, good. Our, but other than that, our own, our division is 
Blaineville, which is seven, Gatineau, which is six, and Sherbrooke, which is nine. Jesus Christ. Um, so, and then obviously, like, Halifax, Cape, Cape Breton's probably, like, 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Cape We both drove to Cape Breton this year, and it took us, like, three days. <laughs> Wait. Man. It Wait. Was, it was funny. Have you ever flown to a game yet? In playoffs. Playoffs, yeah, we fly. Yeah. That's yeah. badass. Hey, yeah. Do you yeah. feel like a, just an absolute, uh, just the, a gun <laughs> show, hey? You're just... Whatever. Even if no one knows what team you are, you're just like, fuck you. I'm I'm flying. When you go to Bacomo, you, you got to take the the ferry, right? No, we're we're on that side. Oh yeah, so. you're on that side. So yeah, you don't so even we're have on that to. side of the river. So what about coming to. back from Cape Breton? I'm trying to think geographically. No, you're never coming back on from it? Cape Breton, we come like down through Truro, Moncton, and then up loop to up New, New Brunswick, like Riviera du Loup, come down to Montreal, and then just go back up. Okay. Because yeah. when you get to like Antigonish, you can take that option to go into Truro, yeah, or you yeah, can yeah. take the loop back into. It's just yeah. an extra like. Six hours or seven hours once you get once you guys get into Nova Scotia, it's still like another six or seven hours. Yeah, like, but that's it's kind of comes with it. Like, but at the same time, like, every team the leaves going through the same thing. Like, I think yeah. we have a little more, but I like um, bus trips, man. I always did. Yeah. I think a lot of the players are in the same boat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a good time, especially where you're traveling. I mean, you learn a lot about your teammates when you're on the road for a long, long time, or yeah. even just a weekend, man. Like if you're rooming with guys you never roomed with before, you know, you see, you know, are they a clean person? Are they a dirty person? You know, like, do they stay in the room the whole time? Are they out and yeah. other people, you know, you just learn so much. And that's part of building a good culture is, is learning about the other person. Right. Yeah. Especially these days. Who's your team? Who's your roommate? Uh, his name's uh, William Rulo. William Rulo. Yeah. Shout out to William. Yeah. Is he a clean roommate? He actually is. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a good roommate. He's he's awesome. So do you guys have like an apartment, or are you at a billet house, or? Um, we're all at billet houses. Yeah, we're not allowed to stay in apartments. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> has anyone? I feel like someone has. Sometimes when you get the big dog comes in late at the deadline or something, you know, I mean, billet houses they'll throw him up and make it part of the deal, you know. I'm pretty yeah. sure uh, Rafi said that he lives with his dad. Like his dad moved to Halifax and they bought a house here or something. Well, when your family comes and gets, yeah, uh, you're well, sure you can yeah. live with your dad. Like there, there's obvious options around it, but my parents aren't moving away. Oh, yeah, 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 just yeah. to go <laughs> make me breakfast in the morning. <laughs> so no, I most of the guys are in billet houses. I think there's. Actually, no, we don't have any hometown guys this year. So, yeah, everybody's in building houses this year. That's an interesting – no hometown – no hometown. Sorry, no, we, we do. Yeah, we have one hometown guy or oh. one of our assistants. Fuck, captains. imagine how choked he'd have been if he heard Rouen. this and you no, didn't yeah, include him. Yeah. <laughs> Is he French? I guess he would he be has, as Rouen. No, yeah, but no uh, – all, all the guys on our team could understand this podcast, no problem. I would see that was what my next question was. I was going to backpedal a little bit when – when we were growing up, it was very, very rare that a guy, an English kid from the East Coast, got drafted to a Northern Quebec team. It just yeah. was like, it was so, so rare. And it was, I think it was just the language barrier. And I think maybe now we might be a little more cultured or or maybe they're just seeing the value in the East Coast guys. But I was going to ask you, is it like, a, is there a language barrier at all? Or is everyone kind of like, you know, you have like on any junior team, there's sometimes there's a group of French guys or whatever, Euros that they don't really speak English or they don't really understand the culture that's here. So they just kind of hang out. Yeah. Right. No, like I think those do exist on our, on our team. They, they don't, uh, like, yeah. I'm not just saying that just cause they might hear this or whatever, but, um, they don't, it, it's, uh, cool. it's pretty, it's pretty cool. We got guys who are doing their, uh, their education and, and distance courses that are still French. So they're, they're coming to school with us. Like we're all doing everything together in, in the room. They made sure when they made the, the room assignments that, no French guys like it's kind of like French English French Euro yeah. fr- like yeah. made sure that like everybody's making sure that there's nice no mix. clicks and stuff so 
Uh, no, there's no clicks on our team, which is really nice. So you were, I'm still going to go back a little bit. You're drafted to Rouen originally. Yeah. So you've been lucky enough to stay there for the, the few years. Was that something that was on your mind going into the thing? Was maybe, and for, actually, let me ask you this first. Do you know French? Tu parles français. Ah, un petit peu. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows. Ask que je parle à la toilette. It's gotten a lot better since I've been there. I right. actually took a French course through uh, through Acadia this semester. So Good. just trying to get better while take advantage of the opportunity while I'm there. But um, no, I I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't call myself bilingual by any means. That's so fair. you so that wasn't something that you were, you were going in going oh you know what I'm going to Northern Quebec like probably a lot of French guys. I wonder if you know how's this gonna go. Yeah, I think one thing that really eased was my draft year. Our first round pick was uh, Evan McKinnon from Dartmouth. Oh yeah, okay. And then we had two second round picks. They picked a guy from uh, from Quebec, and then our second round pick was uh, Chris McQuaid from Charlottetown. I knew. So there was three yeah. of us going into camp together, which kind of really nice. helped. Which it, it made it a lot. And did you know those really. guys like prior to this I, day? I knew Evan. Yeah, but I didn't know Chris. I knew, obviously knew who he was, but um, there's always that guy. Yeah. yeah. Did but you guys all go up to camp together? We did, yeah. Wow, so, so yeah, that's Chris definitely from settling. Town, so he flew um, from PEI to Montreal, but we all met up and we were all on the same flight to, to Rouen together. Um, so that's where I met Chris. And then I knew Evan from before, skated together and went to school um, for one or two years together. And then, uh, so that, that helped ease the transition. Then the coaches were, the coaches were English. Yeah, isn't that a rule in the queue that every coach has to speak English? Yeah, everything in everything at the rink has to be in English. Yeah, there's there's no French meetings. There's no obviously like they, people speak French at the rink. Like it's yeah. it's not like it's not a law. Yeah, yeah. So, but any team meetings, anytime coaches talk to me or, or I'm around, like it's all in English. Yeah. And everything up on the walls, team rules or whatever, whatever. Like you know, the it's guys, all the English, stuff yeah. that's up on the walls and stuff. Really? Yeah, it's all in English. Hmm. You didn't know that? No, fuck no, man. My stint in the queue was like 45 minutes, and it was a couple phone calls, and that was it. So It's all good. You know, I'm not worried about it. Well, I wouldn't be worried about it if I were you. Either. I didn't want to put that much effort in, and I still don't. Um, I got a question <laughs> about uh, the – oh, yeah, other than – well, it's a two-part question. First one, uh, favorite rink to play other than the Scotiabank Center? Metro Center, sorry. In your uh, home other, other than – the Scotiabank Center. What do you call it? The Metro Center or Scotiabank Metro, It's the Metro Center. Yeah, attaboy. Yeah, yeah attaboy. No, for sure. He's old enough. Yeah, he's old but, enough. Uh, <laughs> no, other than like obviously our home rink and Halifax yeah. would probably be kind of in a class by itself just because of the special. Yeah. Obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I like St. John. I really like playing at Harvard Station. Yeah, I really like playing there. Is it warm? Is it Why do you like yeah. playing there? Is I don't it know, good the, ice? The atmosphere is it... pretty good. I've so had some... Some you're, of my better games there, so I obviously I like, think if you play well in a rank, it's like, oh I like that rank. You know what I mean? So automatic. Yeah, but that's good. You're, you're next time you go there, you're feeling good. Exactly. No, but you're and, you like the atmosphere. Are you an atmosphere guy, guy that feeds off the energy. Like if it's a negative energy or a positive energy, do you find like your game kind of like evolves a little bit if the energy's really good or like I a big game guy? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't, every time we've gone there, it's been a good tight game, fast paced and. Um, it's just uh, every time I've gone there, I've gone there three times now, and it's been uh, it's been a fun night all th- all three times. So I, I just really like playing there. It's it's a really beautiful rink too. Like oh, it's great. Good setup underneath. They got the tunnels, so great place to play ball game and warm up and stuff like that. So shout pretty, out to DK too. In Quebec, do they fill up the top? Uh, do they fill up the top part of that building, or do they just fill out the lower bowl? I think oh it's huge so I don't think anybody's going up. Is to it the even top. safe to sit up there? I don't know. It's high, man. That rink is crazy. The new one? Yeah, 
It's not. Well, I remember the. Did you ever go to the Quebec Pee Wee tournament? I in the we, Pep in the Pepsi Coliseum. We went to something called the BSR. It was it was at the exact same time Pee Wee yeah, tournament. Yeah. But it was kind of for teams that didn't qualify. Like, like double we were A in that Moosehead Cup or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, we we didn't win. Um, so schmucks, eh? <laughs> so, but I think we started the fundraising at the beginning of the year, obviously, in case we did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we went to the uh, tournament called the BSR. So I get to experience. I didn't get to experience playing at the Coliseum in front of that many people. Yeah, but you got the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got the last laugh. Yeah. Well, my, my point was to that to bringing up the Pepsi Coliseum is that that was a steep top. I remember looking at that and just I went up there and Pete was terrified. scary, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah, I went in there when I was a kid to trade pens and stuff. You yes, sir. Yeah, of course. Oh, then, our, uh, I was a hustler. <laughs> do you still have your scarf? Like I, well, I pinned all my pin. Or you I would have a the, scarf. Where did you pin your pins? On like a cork a cool board. Guy? What? <laughs> on a cork board where pins go. So you just walked around the, the rink with a cork board and no, you put I collect your pins them in a bag, take them home, put them on the cork no, board. That's amateur hour. You got to get a <laughs> scarf. You got to pay for the scarf. Yeah, I went I up there. I probably went up there with forty bucks. <laughs> You know, actually, no. I got my first debit card for that trip, which is that's a big fucking moment. Do you have? Uh, where'd you get your pins? Do you still have your pins? Yeah, I do. Or did they pins. did they trade pins at that place? Yeah, yeah, yeah for the, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we trade pins before every game, and then uh, our coaches kind of too experienced. We I think we might have gone once or twice. We went to the Coliseum for two, three hours, and so I'd just walk around, trade pins, go meet some people, and so we did that. We collected some pins, and I I was fortunate enough to go for two years, so I got. Pretty good collection, I think. Sick. Um, what an asshole. Hey, coming on here, showing us up. Wow, you guys went to the big tournament. You guys... Yeah, <laughs> there we go. It's true, yeah. I'll Thanks, man. You, you brought you me... Guys. Thanks, man. You brought me back. We uh, we went as the moose heads. Do you want to tell the story about how we got... Yeah, okay. So, so basically... Cool. So, okay, I'll try and talk yeah. quick. So, at that point, Kevin Cameron was the president of the Mooseheads, okay. and his son, Spencer, was on our team. So, he was one of the assistant coaches. So, we have the Moosehead Cup, and our peewee team was ridiculous. We went, like, I think 82 and 10 that year or something in total, like... I think we won 11 to 12 tournaments. Just, like, ridiculous. We had Steve Anthony. He scored, like, 250,000 goals in 20 games. It was just nuts. Anyways, we play the Moosehead Cup. We beat everybody. Like, we didn't dominate. I, most Some teams you do. But, you know, our rivals and stuff. Anyways, we won the tournament. And then all the other teams put up this fuss because, oh, we had the president of the Mooseheads and blah, blah, blah. So, Kevin Cameron went out. He rented the ice for the weekend. He scheduled the tournament we replayed the tournament and we fucking pumped everybody twice as hard we did it twice yeah. we did the whole thing you redid the whole tournament the whole, whole tournament come on anyways that was a but yeah so anyways we earned back. it yeah and it's i think the peewee you don't realize at the time how big of a deal that is you know what i mean you're like oh this is sick i get to go away you i remember my school. dad's like yeah. there's gonna be so much snow there we got white wand that week here so there was no snow there do you of remember white wand i do remember that yeah what were you like nuts. three Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I remember coming back from Halifax and there was no reaction from me because there was just amount, the same amount of snow was in Quebec mm -hmm. than in Halifax. We just drove and nothing really changed. It was all the same. That was the first time I ever did billet, ever did bus trip. Billet. We did billets in Pee Wee. So really? our oh, team, yeah. uh, I think there was the odd guy, I think Tommy and someone Garrett, else Garrett stayed at a hotel just because whatever, you can do what you want, right? <laughs> but everyone else was in like with a guy and you were at a billet house around yeah, Quebec. Cool. Dude, it was dynamite. See, I was unbilingual. So really? our our billets, I know I get that reaction every time. Yeah. Really? You <laughs> really? barely speak English. <laughs> but so our billet was completely French and I was with another kid, Frozel, who literally spoke no French and even if he did, he wouldn't. So it was just like, they're like, because you know how they talk when they're, they so think fast. you're French and so it's, it's not, they're not saying words. It's, 
And you're like, are your billets bilingual? My billets are, yeah. That's which nice. is really nice. Really I bet nice. they made sure of that though. Yeah, I think they so, kind of made sure. If, I don't. I don't think they made like to make sure, but um, that they were English. But when an English billet signs up, says, "Yeah, I speak English," I think it's pretty. Yeah, it's probably a rare easy thing up to there. They the one of the only English guys in the team into that house. I wanted to ask you about your whenever you come to play here. Do you have a ritual? Like maybe you go out for dinner with your family. Do you stay the night at your house? Um, or is it just kind of in the city and then you're out? Do you even have time to, to do anything like that? Yeah, mm. my first year, I think we were, we got in, my first year we drove straight. Um, so we left Rouen Wednesday night around like supper time and got in like Thursday night at like 9 p.m. to Halifax. Um, so uh, as soon as I hit the hotel, I think my parents were at the hotel just to say hi. And then uh, I went up to my room, passed out, um, woke up the next morning morning skate game and then we had to hit the road so it wasn't too much but last year um we got in around we were playing in cape breton like on wednesday or something like that so we drove thursday and we got in at like two or three in the afternoon so nice. my coach let me go home eat supper with my family and i had to just be back at the hotel by curfew okay um so that was what was curfew 10 Ooh. yeah okay i'm not even awake yet <laughs> 10 yeah you quarter two that's the curfew, just quarter no, sure. to. 10, 10 p.m. I had to sleep at the hotel. Oh, you couldn't yeah, sleep at home? No, I, I had to come sleep sleep back at the hotel with the team. Right. That makes sense. I'm trying to build a camaraderie. Yeah. Um, but like homemade meal or anything? Yeah, my parents, uh, I think it was steak, steak and lobster that night. So What's get the, some seafood. What about the vegetables? You get asparagus? Asparagus and potato, maybe? Was, did I, was I right with the asparagus? So. Yeah. You see that? Why, you thought of the first fancy food you could think of? What's <laughs> asparagus aren't fancy. It goes with steak while you ever see any movie. I've seen a movie. Have you? Have you seen a movie? <laughs> right on, man. Homemade meal would be big for me. If I mm. played in Quebec and I came home, I would just want a homemade meal. That's all I'd want. Do do a lot of the guys from Quebec ask you like about just like East Coast things like fucking eat like fish and lobster? Oh, you like lobster and like all this shit? Are they ever trying to get it from you? Yeah, I bet all the boys jump on Bumble too here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually had uh, Lane Cormier was a lobster fisherman in the summertime. So some of the guys on the team actually like were asking him like, Hey, when you go home in the summer, like you send me up some lobster to, Definitely. to Montreal and stuff. So that was kind of, that's kind of the only thing that ever came up with that the maritime and fish and stuff like that. But you, it is like when we're in the maritimes, Hey, I'm, how far, how far till here? How far till here? It's like, how far till here? Tour guide for the maritime road trips. Well, that's perfect. Yeah. Right? So the boys get excited about the maritime road trip. Eh? It's a thing that people look forward to on the team. It's kind of like a camaraderie thing. Like yeah, it, it's true. always fun to be, but at the same time, they're, they're missing two weeks of school and they got to grind. And so it, it is a grind coming here. We're like, whenever we come here, we usually, st we're so far. So we'll stop at somewhere in Eastern Quebec on the way. So they turn into like five, six game road trips whenever we come out here. So, yeah. um, they're, they're a grind. But uh, the guys do look forward to them. You only have to do it twice a year, so might as well just enjoy it while you do it. See, so think about it. There's some good rinks here, like Cape Breton Center 200. They're nice. all awesome. Metro yeah. Center's great, like oh. you said. St. No, John. Every rink in the Maritime, it's top notch. Really. Well, it ha yeah. you have to have a great venue for a small. Yeah. Didn't Bathurst just get a new rink? Yep. No, no uh, I don't think it's a new rink, but they did renovations. Or it's a pretty nice rink. Bathurst. I've who been else? there. That's nice. Who am I, who am I Moncton, missing here? Moncton, Moncton, yeah, Moncton just got the new, one, got the new yeah. rink. How is that new rink, by the way? Really nice. Is it? We haven't played there, but we stopped there just because it's kind of like a hub. Yeah. So if we're playing in St. John, we'll drive to Moncton, sleep there, and then go somewhere the next night. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but we went in there, and wow, it was nice. We, we weren't there. There was a basketball game that night, so the ice wasn't in. But just looking up at the stands and stuff, it's, it's crazy. 
So do you find if you're going into like there's probably some probably really not so much now but some burns in Quebec that you probably don't play it anymore but maybe you have but if you're going into like a a brand new rank or a sick rank do you find that like kind of helps you elevate your game a little bit because you're just like super excited because I'm I'm excited going into a new rank and I don't ever play in it no, big time do you know what I mean I, yeah like maybe the first time but after a while it's like you go into Quebec and it's like ah it's sick and then but once you're in the game you're in the game and true it's, it's you're not really focused on that but. Looking back, it's going to be really cool knowing that you played in a rink like those those big. I think it's more kind of after the fact looking back at it. It's pretty cool. I remember the first time I ever played in front of a big crowd, <laughs> and I was so excited. But then after being on the ice for two minutes, you don't even notice the crowd. Exactly. You're yeah. just out there playing a game. You could yeah. be at Centennial Arena playing. You don't know the difference. Unless maybe it was different for me because I sat on the bench a lot, so all the, I got to know. I could I could describe every fucking rink in the Junior A League perfectly. Who sat where? Who was a season ticket holder? Who wasn't? Hey, so well, maybe I get more excited for the nicer venues. That's a great thing. If you can look at the look at the stance. Oh yeah, that's sick. Fun. The odd time serve a penalty, switch up your angle. You know what I mean? That kind of <laughs> shit. Get out there for maybe a breakaway. You could point out, or you can look for like maybe the fire hydrant, or not the fire hydrants. The uh, what, what's the fire things you pull? What are they called? Fire alarms. Yeah, well, Just in I, case you got to pull one in, for an emergency. Ah, fuck that. We had a meeting once in. It was Amherst. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who the coach was. And he's like, boys, I'll do anything to win. Even if we're down by 10 and we got to reschedule the game, I'll pull the fire alarm so we can win the goddamn game. I'll do once. anything. Do it then. <laughs> I'd be like, boys, let's lose by 10, see if he pulls it. Call his bluff. Yeah, so you, you never had – you didn't play junior A. You went right from midget to the QA. Eh? Yeah. Not a big yeah. deal. So I read, though, you were drafted to the Lumberjacks, which is dope. Yeah. Were uh, you? Yeah. yeah. Sixth round, I think. Oh, you should have went there instead. Well, he'll tell you that. Sixth round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no matching socks, fucking dressing room up the stairs. They were great to play. Like, the town was great, but it was just, we were a new team. It was just kind of a shit show. I think they got a new rink now. I think their setup now is pretty, pretty nice. Oh, yeah, the LCLC, yeah. which is a pretty tempting name, if I do say so myself. It's, you know, it's one of those rinks you really, you just got to go see, you know, is there a liquor store in here or what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, they got a new owner. It's my buddy Creaser's dad. Okay. He's a beauty. He's a big community guy out there. They're just, they're just well, better run now. They have, you know, all the systems are in place. We were an expansion team. Yeah. What do you expect? And, you know, we were playing in a, in a rink that was this big. But fuck, it was fun. What's the rink like in Rouen? Uh, it, it used to be a barn. I'm not like literally lie. like cows and <laughs> no, hay? obviously not. But it used to be one of those rinks that pe- people would go to and be like, "Oh God!" But uh, I think it was <coughs> six, seven years ago they did Renos. Yeah, and it's so it's really nice now. It is. Nice. It, we got like it's so a lower bowl that's pretty, pretty average along the sides. Probably like 10, 10, 15 rows. Okay, it, but nice. then on the on the ends, it's I think it's really cool. It goes all the way up to the ceiling. So oh it's yeah, like, I remember seeing a picture now. Yeah, it's 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 what? really nice. I, I gotta really like playing it. here. What was it? I want to ask you before it slips my mind because you say you flew from Montreal to Rouen. Yeah. What is the airport like in Rouen? One gate. Yeah. One gate. Yeah, one gate. One plane. No, but that's I, I, actually I I thought the same thing, and then I talked to some of the other guys that play in the league, and a lot of cities don't even have airports, so we're yeah. I think we're really lucky. Like, there's guys in I have a few buddies in Sherbrooke, <laughs> which is a pretty pretty solid town. Like it's yeah, pretty yeah. big. They got two universities there. Like it's pretty solid town. No airport. Bishops. So when they yeah when they when they want to go fly home for Christmas, they got to take a two hour drive to Montreal, hop on a plane. Like we drive twenty minutes to the airport, hop on a plane, boom. It's a small small thing to be appreciative of, you know. Is that it right there? Yeah. I like that the low. It. I like the low on the sides. I like that. Where do you guys come out of? Where are you dressing? Right down to the left there. By the net. Right by the net. We come right out. Right here. We, no, uh, right behind the net, actually. They move the net for when we come on the ice. Oh, right. Yeah, we just skate right out. That's sick. Yeah, do you remember your cool. very first game in Rouen? I do, yeah. Like, as an actual, like, not in training camp, not yep. just, like, as part of the team. 
Is that something that is like vivid in your mind still? Yeah, I think uh, just kind of the game helped it. It was uh, it was our home opener against Blainville, and uh, tight game. Um, and uh, we scored with I think three seconds left. It was four four. We scored three seconds left to win it in Dude, regular time. Jesus, that's a hell. Of so he does was, remember. It was a pretty cool first game. Yeah. Do you remember how like I didn't score? I'm just gonna, yeah. <laughs> how yeah, you yeah, felt yeah, or like sure obviously you were nervous. Very nervous. Yeah. Very nervous. Yeah, but at the same time, you're. I mean, this is something you probably pushed for right and now yeah. it's about to take place yeah yeah obviously like i think training camp obviously helped there's nothing like regular season like tra- there's a big difference but mm-hmm. training camp um kind of i think i got six or seven games in in preseason which really helped but obviously the first game helped. oh yeah yeah so the preseason helped but the, obviously when you hit finally hit regular season it's the real rosters there's no there's no kids there that are getting cut and right no, like it, it's the real it's deal the real now. deal yeah so um you're facing the top the top players that organization has to offer so it's uh, it's it's different. It's obviously a step up, and uh, but yeah, it was. I still remember my first game. That's how did you sweet. how did you find out you made the team? Did you get a text? Coach call you in the room? How did how did you find out you made the uh, actual team? I was after an Bolton inter- board. Inter- inter- well, originally, I was supposed to be down. Um, I was supposed to be going down to a prep school, in uh, in Massachusetts for that season, and uh, so I didn't really have any intent. I just was just kind of going to get on the ice, kind of experience it, go to camp, maybe get. A, T-shirt and shorts and go home, whatever you know. Fucking right, man. The mind's in the right spot. The T-shirts and shorts are a big thing. (laughs) So so I was just going to get on the ice, kind of see what the queue's all about. I I was I wasn't drafted in my first year, so I never got to go to a queue camp before. Um, Nice. So obviously, all my buddies are going away. Like, oh yeah, it was awesome. Like it was really fun. Blah blah blah. Uh, It's tough. So I was like, oh, finally got an invite. I'm I'm gonna go. Whatever. Of course. And then uh, so I had no intentions. I was supposed to go to a prep school. I had no no expectations going into camp. Just kind of going. And then uh, after one of the inner squad games, um, we were eating our post game meal, and one of the assistant coaches came up and was like, "Hey, the coach wants to see you in his office." Wait a second, I gotta pause you. What's your first reaction? I'm getting cut, or he just, you know, maybe wants to point Everyone's, something out of my game, or do you, yeah, you have to have a reaction. Everyone's like, reaction is we, getting cut. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, we, well. we had we had um, we had our schedule, so there wasn't supposed to be cuts until the next day. Okay, so so I was kind of like, uh, this is maybe he's just gonna give feedback on the game or something like that. Yeah, and then he came in and he was like, like like we think you can play at this level. Um, so we want you to maybe reevaluate your your plan to go down to the states for the season. Um, so I went back, talked to my dad about it, and then uh, and then a few days later, I kept on I kept on going to camp as as usual. I made the first round of cuts, and then a few days later, I got a Got a contract and was Dude, on the team. You're pumped. Yeah, no, I was pumped. How old are you? Seven, you're 17. 17. 17. Oh so God. you said you were going to a prep school. So that means you would have obviously planned this in midget. Yeah, I would have. Or in midget, our second year midget, um, Boyser took us down to a tournament in Boston. Right. Um, to kind of get that exposure. Boyser. Did you yeah. have any wicked awesome clam chowder? I did play in the clam chowder. <laughs> no, he said, did you or, have sorry, any? No, no, no. no. Sorry, I was in the chowder cup. Never mind, never mind. Chowder uh, no. cup, yeah. Um, What's the chowder cup? Uh, just a, tournament. Just a, rank, what a rank, great tournament. name for a tournament. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Do they have a hospitality room at the chowder cup? With, ho- with, with chowder? I don't I don't really remember. What the fuck's the matter? You can't go? You know I like food. We haven't even asked. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So down so Boston. That, they took us down there, and I think that's when um, that ball started rolling, and it kind of went from... Uh, whenever we went October to March. And then I think March is when I made the decision that I was going to go there. And then, uh, and then, so that's, that's how the whole thing started. I, I didn't, I, it wasn't really a normal process at that camp where it was kind of like, Oh, I just go until the end and wait till you make it. It was kind of like, 
date. I had to know because I was only supposed to go for three days time. and fly out. Yeah. So um, it was kind of a quick, uh, quick analysis. So you didn't get drafted in your first year. You did in your second year. So that's yeah. the same year that you're you, you are committing to go down to play prep school. Yeah. At, in your first year midget, was it your goal? Do you think your goal changed between years? Like in, in first year midget, obviously your goal was to probably try and make the queue like or was it to go to prep school like i don't know i feel like a lot of a lot of kids these days have kind of both options open to them you know growing up i think i was more um more in tune with the 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 united states option because my my uncle went uh went down to prep school and he played for clarkson okay oh shit um, d1 so (laughs) he uh he kind of introduced that option to me when I was younger, like, Hey, like this could be an option for mm-hmm. you. Like I, I really enjoyed it. So I think I was more, um, exposed to that side of it than most kids. So I really hadn't made my decision. Like I, I wasn't a stud coming up. It wasn't like I had a big decision. And you were small to too, weren't you? Most people aren't studs coming up. Though. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those guys that was like, Oh, I'm going to go top two rounds and yeah. go have to go play in the queue and 16 or whatever. Like I would, that wasn't a decision that I had to make right. anytime soon. So, um, so no, I just kind of showed up, played hockey, and I like that you kind of made that decision early. Because yesterday when we had Matt Anthony on, we were talking about the decision between going to Q and CAA, right. and he said that you have to make your decision so early to go to the Q because, you like know. you said, sixteen, seventeen, you're playing in the Q. But when you go to the college route, you can wait till you're nineteen, twenty years old to go. You that see route. that a lot more these days around here too. Guys use Junior A as their leap, like Junior yeah, A. Yeah. You know what I mean? They go up as sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. They get the little bit of, the, of exposure because now they're like. It's way more common these days, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I was. <laughs> that's cool on your part, the maturity of saying, "Hey, you know what? I might go the college route," even though you ended up going the the junior route, but you still had that in the back of your mind. Yeah, I I have the option. Yeah. When I came up, and I'm sure when you came up, you're like, "No, I'm going Q. I'm not. I'm not I'm taking the that." Wasn't route. even I, on my mind. I didn't know, man. Like I really just didn't know. And it's this sounds like it, I didn't. It sounds stupid, but I honestly just played because I think it was a release from what was going on probably at home and shit like that and in school and just because I liked it, man. I liked hanging out with the boys. I, I still love going. Like, I ref now mm. and I love going to the rink to skate. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's just something about it and I think nowadays you can, I can go, who, where can I play hockey? You can put that in fucking Google. The information's out. And you can send, you know, an Instagram video of you playing hockey to every goddamn school and you'll probably get a sniff somewhere. So, your, I find your era was like just the start of that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like nowadays, it's like, era. yeah, well, definitely like the internet and stuff like that. Where these, like, if a coach from the U.S. wants to watch a game up in Canada, like, there, I think every junior A game across the country is like on on definitely on the internet somewhere. Like, it's exactly. not that hard to get get some eyes on. Max whoever. games are on Eastlink now. Yeah, exactly. Like you know? it's it's not hard. Uh, like <laughs> penalty box game. Back probably when you guys were playing, like nothing. A coach had to take a flight up to go watch one game, and or they had play, to come here. Bad. Yeah. Boom. But now they can go watch. They can get game film from ten games, like that. And yeah. it's uh, it's. I think this now the recruiting uh, the recruiting <laughs> process is a lot more complex now and easier for the recruiters. I would. You, those guys paved the way, kind of now for the East Coast, because now I think before they, like you said, they would have had to fly. So like they're like, okay, well nothing's really come out of the East Coast in in our era really. Like there yeah. was, but nothing crazy. And so like, why would they? you know, fly here when they could fly to Ontario. Yeah, exactly. Ontario. But now like guys like, you know, there's a ton of Nova Scotians that are playing in the queue. There's two on the world junior team. Yeah. There's t- three or four of the top 10 NHLers are from the East coast. You know You're what I mean? So talking about the ones that are down in the States. That's what I mean. Route. Exactly. So you yeah. guys are kind of like paving the way of the talent. So now 
you're make we're making the noise here. You oh, know what 100%. I mean? One hundred percent. Sure. So like for us, it was like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a few good players, and then your guys' era come through, and there's a bunch that are going, and the kids are still going. Like look at now, like Bowers and McIsaac, they're on top the goddamn the world junior team. team. Yeah, no, it's 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 good for sure. I want to jump to something right quick because this is how my brain works. Um, what was the the big year for you? Do you find for like? development because you said you, you weren't a stud you didn't think you were going to go top two rounds or whatever but at some point that had to change and you realized okay this is for me now you know what I mean like it was either like a tournament you went to or like a coach you had or something like that that just kind of made you like branch out and go that extra mile to make it yeah I think it was probably my second year midget my first year midget I think I had like five points in 15 20 games I didn't really make mm. much of a splash at all and then uh Broke. I only played fifteen or twenty games that year. Broke my collarbone twice. Oh, so same one. Yeah, same one. So, oh, uh, so I going yeah, into the draft. I didn't. I, I I knew I was not getting drafted that year. So it was kind of. It was. It wasn't like. Uh, like I had nothing to lose, but I was. I was. Try, I didn't have any expectations from people looking down. Like, oh, he got drafted. He's coming to camp. Like he's got to perform or whatever. Mm. So I just. It's almost a blessing. That summer played. Um, played lacrosse. Well, worked out and uh, trained hard and then showed up to camp and uh, um, Tim gave me a bunch of opportunities. It was playing power play, penalty kill, um, Boy, top Tim. lines. Yeah, so I think that year my confidence went Opportunity. pretty high. I went from five points to 35 and ended up getting drafted and I think that's where it all went from was that second year midget. It says a lot about you too though, right? Like you don't consider yourself a power play guy. You could have easily gone in power play for the first week, been dog shit. And that would have been it for your opportunity on the power play, right? But if you take it and you run with it, and then he's forced to keep you in there. But at the same time, it's good on him to put you in a scenario to maybe succeed, or maybe that just wasn't for you. But obviously, it was. You know? Yeah, it was kind of a great scenario. Like we weren't a great team that year, mm -hmm. to be completely honest. We, I think, we were like obviously midget hockey. It's kind of it's kind of given that it's Halifax, Dartmouth, Go Harbor are probably going to be the top three teams in the league every year, mm -hmm. just from the the numbers of kids. Yep. And we were we were definitely the we I think we got swept in the second round by Dartmouth. It was Cole Harbor and Dartmouth in the finals, and we were the third team. So it kind of gave me a door that was I was able to get a little more opportunities just because we weren't as stacked as true as we weren't the top dog. So yeah, it's funny how hockey is all about opportunities. It is. It's, it's yeah. a sad reality, but sometimes no, you need a player to get hurt in order for your opportunity to rise. Mm -hmm. Brad Marchand said that about him in Boston. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have had the opportunity unless three or four guys got hurt, and then he just capitalized and look at him now. But like I said, that's just, it's a testament to the person's character, man. Like, yeah, it's one thing to get the opportunity, but it's another thing to keep it and and Capital uphold it the whole time at a consistent level, right? Well, that's so, just yeah, and that's, that's why that was going to be one of my points earlier with the when I was saying guys never really got drafted to Northern Quebec was nowadays the Northern Quebec teams are trading for English guys, and I hate having to do this, but. English guys, French guys, whatever. But you, like, you never got dealt out of there. You know what I mean. So obviously, they see something in you that that, that is a value for the younger guys coming Maritime up and shit great. like that, right? But it's just like it, they could easily just ship you out because you you don't speak French as well as the other guys or like anything like that, right? I just it's such a cutthroat thing. But I I feel now that there's no there's no like cultural difference now. Everybody's one. You know what I mean? It's not French and English. It's you're just a team now, yeah, right? For sure, I think. Like I, I definitely wasn't the one paving the road, but guys like like Liam O'Brien going there, like True. there wasn't a lot of guys. Like even Crosby going to Ramuski, that was kind of like the start of it. Yeah, I think. And then as as it went on, it's got gradual and gradual. And now, um, 
And now I think those teams aren't as um, scared to take kids from the Maritimes. Mm. Obviously, there's still a risk. Like some kids aren't aren't going to go. Like that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think more and more kids are going um, to the Quebec organizations, and it's it's uh, hopefully soon there that just won't even be a problem anymore. Which I, would be nice. I wanted to talk to you about uh, lacrosse. I want to kind of switch it up a bit. How long? Yeah. Mm. I play lacrosse myself as well. Okay. How long have uh, How long have you been playing lacrosse for? I started when I was in about. Uh, peewee i want to say maybe peewee so was that like 12 13 yeah for what reason um well my dad like both my parents were were good soccer players so i started playing soccer when i was five just like every other kid yeah and i just kept playing and then uh at that point i just i just said like i don't i don't want to play this like that's fair no physical contact i don't don't like it um you already signed up to run might as well play another sport (laughs) right so and then uh i was playing um, hockey with some of the guys that they they were playing lacrosse and they said it was really fun. So I said like, uh, Dad, can I can I play lacrosse instead of soccer this year? And he was like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Did you play last year lacrosse? Like, do you still yep. play? Yep, that's sick. Yeah. So your your coach doesn't tell you not to play lacrosse? Oh uh, no, no. Uh, I he, he they they fully know about it and everything. Like they're sick. they're fine with it. Two yeah. sport athlete, I love it. But that they're, they're similar games. Like let's be honest here, they yeah. they have similar aspects as prior. I know you guys both play, and it's it's different. But I'm telling you, the physicality, the mentality of of you know like the offensive zone and shit like that. It's there's a lot the of things systems. the same. No, no, no. God, no. Oh, I played the cross for a little yeah, bit no, too. They're they're both just high competes. High yeah, competing yeah. Sports, and so you're, you you bumps and bruises, and you yeah. and you learn how to compete. Yeah. And and take heat to win. It's not you know what I mean. It's not a fucking. It's not Rainbow Road and Mario Kart. It's like woo. No. Yeah. Like no. lacrosse was insane. I couldn't play it. No, I think I'm so fortunate that my my coach is pretty pretty reasonable about it. Like he he could easily say like No, you're not playing. I think no I doubt know, there's 18 teams in the league, and I I can guarantee not every coach would be saying Yeah, go home and go. Yeah, some go coaches get don't shit, let yeah, them play yeah, baseball, yeah. man. For three months, like, yeah. So uh, so I think I'm pretty fortunate. I I'm very thankful that he allows me to still play and lets me still play. So. That's sick. Just tell me, just tell me, don't get hurt. How many more years until you're in senior? How many years of junior do you have left? I have two years of junior left. Okay. Yeah. So he's recruiting one day. He's recruiting. That's what he's doing. We'll we'll draft you to the orangutans. We'll get you on the team. The orangutans. We'll get you on. Uh, I was gonna say like I I don't know if you're good or not, but if you're good enough, you should come to Prague one year with us. There's a a league uh, or tournament, excuse me, over in Prague, Czech Republic. Do you go go to that every year? Uh, I went once. One year, I want to go back this year as well. Okay, yeah, no, like our, our coach is on the team. Yeah. Um, and then I think we had no, sorry, two of our coaches are on the team. And Who? Then we, uh, Luke Parker. Oh yeah. And um, KJ McNeil. Okay. Are my two coaches. Nice. And then uh, and Brett and Penny, our leading scorer, still junior age, went with the team to Prague this year. Nice. Um. So yeah, no, I know about that tournament. It's it's really cool. Oh, are you your D or O? D. Nice. Yeah, D. Okay. Man, yeah, man, definitely come out one year. Glad you said that. I'll wait though till the lacrosse because I'm I'm intrigued in the lacrosse topic now because I I follow a lot of shit on Twitter because that's how this media world works and I always found it intriguing that your coach would allow you to do that because some of them tell them not to play baseball, really? but do you find that playing lacrosse growing up and trying to make that junior jump do you find the physicality of the game in lacrosse kind of helped you separate yourself from you know kind of being a being a soft player I'm not saying you were a soft player but like there's guys that just can't take the heat right but i feel like if you play lacrosse then you go to hockey it's just not as physical you know what i mean yeah i don't like 
I never really thought of it like that. I mm-hmm. just kind of played it because my friends played it, and it was fun. It was it's only a two month season, three month season, so it's not a big deal. And that's it's, the best part about it. Yeah, it's, it's quick. And you guys get in good I mean, shape play too. Like, uh, playing junior A, we play sixteen games and it's playoff time. Like it's not some grueling mm. thing. It's true. We play one practice a week, two games, and then yeah, it's it's, it's nothing the perfect. Crazy. Yeah, summer sport. It, it definitely is. helps it you is. guys get in shape because he plays beer league with us now, and obviously like I smoke and shit and you don't, but. I can just tell a difference from him like running all summer and playing lacrosse to into hockey because he's just way faster than everybody and he, for longer. Do you know what I mean? Like for sure. Like, uh, like there's uh, no like, gliding in lacrosse. No lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. we're, like a lacrosse practice, you're running for like there's mm-hmm. no gliding. So no. you stop your feet, you stop moving. So you get exposed quickly if you're not out of shape. Exactly. And my old man was such like an old, like an old school guy. He never wanted me to like. It's not that he didn't want me to go to the gym. He just didn't want to pay for it, right? So it was like ride a bike. And, like, you know, play lacrosse and play baseball and just do other things to build your physical strength. And I was fortunate enough to be very small. I shouldn't say fortunate enough, but I was really strong just because of small things like biking every day. And, like, all of a sudden your legs get huge. But you say you never thought of it. Lacrosse, you're running all the time. You're bumping and you're bruising. You're battling through, you know, shit on the wall. You're you're getting bruised and cut and shit, but you're, you, that's helping you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it has to. I don't yeah, know. No. You're still soft as hell, but I don't know how that works. No, but. I think definitely my, my conditioning is better than what it would be come training camp time for hockey if I played lacrosse. Mm-hmm. For, like, it's hands down. Like, there's no there's no possible way that I would be able to get the scores I do in fitness testing if I play lacrosse versus don't play lacrosse. For sure. 100%. No doubt. So if anyone who's listening, play, play lacrosse. lacrosse. Yeah. Um, Halifax team, NLL. Huge. Pumped on that. Yeah. Even I'm pumped. Their games are fun as fuck. Because if you think about it, people in Halifax just want to go out, drink, and see some physical and see some physical <laughs> sports. Like, don't get me wrong, people love to watch the Mooseheads, but it's also you it's know, you go there, game. It's, a, it's a social thing. It's drinking, mm-hmm. it's fun, things like that. And I think that's why I think the NLL is going to do well. People love seeing physicality. People You're allowed love to going fight out still. To the city. In people, lacrosse. But there's going to be more <laughs> fights than uh, the Mossids. More fights than the Mooseheads. It's going to be good. No, yeah, it's. I think it's definitely a fun sport to watch. Oh, for sure. so much fun! No, for sure. I uh, think uh, you get get your buddies together when you're uh, yeah. Friday night and go <laughs> out, go watch. Uh, I don't even think they have a team name yet, do they? If I had to Wh- guess, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, go watch their game and then yeah. go out. Like that, be a, that'd be awesome. Really, I'm gonna go try out. Man, they should be called the Citadels. Whatever. I think the Halifax, Halifax Citadels. Citadels. Just like the, it'd be like a throwback, kind of like to our old. Uh, WHA team or whatever. What was the AHL team that was in Halifax? The Citadels. That, what the, I thought they were... Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia Citadels? Or were they the Nova Scotia... Nonetheless, whatever. Voyageurs, that's what they were. The Voyageurs, yeah. yes. Yeah. The V, because now Dartmouth yeah. has that thing. That would kind of be cool. That's a big part of things, too. They, did they, they didn't have the Midget Minor when you played, did they? they? Didn't, no, it was... You got cut from, cut from Major Midget, you went and played high school. I'm glad they that's did something, and they should have something like that in Bantam in place, too, because I've been refing lately, and there's a ba- Bantam AA, and don't get me wrong, Bantam AA, it's pretty good. There's hitting and stuff, so it's basically like the Bantam AAA when we played, because we didn't have Major Bantam. Yep. Bantam AAA was an absolute war, but besides that, like I, f- I feel like you have to have something like still call it Bantam AAA. Do you know what I mean? Because it's minor midget AAA. I don't. Know, I think they they just wanted to hype it up. They wanted to hype up this new midget AAA league because all these kids were going to high school, and like just basically giving up. That's yes. Yeah. A lot of the kids they were really good in Bantam, yeah. Bantam major. They went their last cut of major midget, and they never played major midget again. When like they could have easily kept. It's going. paying so out think, for them. I think they just wanted to implement a league where, if you get cut from major midget in your first year, it wasn't the end of the road. Like 
That's why I said they should have him ban them. As seriously, I don't think they. Yeah. They, like, I think it's still like major midget programs. Like they're they're going hard. They're going. They got video sessions and stuff. Like they're, oh, yeah. they're doing all the development stuff right. Um, just giving an option to those kids who still want to still want to try to make it. And it's Which good too really because good. the hype helps you helps you mentally. Like yeah, if exactly. you're a kid, you, I mean, like you don't really know yet. And if you get cut from major bantam, and that's what you think is the stepping stone, you get cut from that, and they're like, "Oh, you're playing bim double A." Like that that hits you. You know what I mean? But if they're like, okay, you didn't make Major Bantam, but you're you're on BAM AAA, which is the feeder for Major Bantam. It's the same with the minor midget, right? They're It's AAA. So yeah. you didn't make Major Midget. These kids are still pumped because they're playing AAA midget, and they know that this league could potentially get them into this, whereas high school, like you said, it's just human nature to basically shut her down. Major you know what Bantam, I mean? is that the same thing as Major Midget as you're allowed to pick what organization you go to? No, you no, can't. And there's no, have to be major, major Midget's yeah. not like that anymore either. Major, you have major, zonage. Major Bantam is Bantam AAA hyped up. Really. Oh, yeah? Like, you can't go outside of your boundaries. Like, I'm from Co Harbor. I got to play for Co Harbor. Okay. There's, there's no, no options there. Um, See, okay. not when we played, buddy. Yeah. You could yeah. just go wherever. I still sucked and didn't go anywhere, so. Man, you're too hard on yourself. It's 20 years later. I can be as hard as I want. All right, man. Um, <laughs> Food situation in Rouen. You guys got a grilled cheese maker or anything before? I always every player that comes on. Yeah, what's baby. The, what's this the food question. situation? Get, also, we, what's the gear, the Gatorade? You got chocolate bars. What, what's going on before the game? Pre and meal. We did have a grilled cheese maker. Uh, for some reason didn't come back this year. Come Don't know on. where it went. Boys it putting on the LBs, eh? Yeah, must have. <laughs> Must have got uh, must have got broken this summer or something. It's not there this year. What about like a ham kind of sandwich? Like they got meat. Well, we got everything. Our our athletic therapist is kind of in charge of that, and she's uh, she's awesome. Every single game we got, I think it's like two loaves of bread, ham, oh. peanut butter, jelly, any type of granola bar you can. Well, like imagine. mustard, mustard mayonnaise. Yeah, exactly. You, you want to talk about stuff. the unsung hero of teams, man? Every every guy that comes in here yeah. says their their athletic trainer covers like obviously you know. The, the stuff you would know, but then like their protein and their pregame meals and their breakfast and their post-practice food and stuff like that. People just assume, oh, it gives you a massage or you put your shoulder back in place or she, sorry. Yeah, no, no, she's, she's, uh, she, I'm not sure if it's every way in the league, but it seems like it's a lot. She, mm -hmm. she books all of our hotels, all of our meals on the road. She's an <sighs> athletic therapist. She candles the food, um, for pregame and stuff like that. So she does a lot more than just, uh, just checking out her bumps and bruises for sure. What's your favorite Gatorade color? <sighs> Blue. Blue. Finally, uh, somebody who didn't say fucking yellow. Yellow's the best yellow. color. Yellow right. gives you heartburn. Don't go near yellow. No, red sure. gives you heartburn. Sure. <laughs> you I thought you liked insane. red. What? Mine's orange, actually. Thanks for asking. They don't even make orange anymore. No, no, they don't. Anyways, Drive down to the store. What are you doing the rest of the day? Uh, I'm going from here. I'm going out to eat lunch with my grandmother. Where are you going for lunch? Moxie's. Whoa. Smoke shows yeah. there. That's why you're going, eh? Great restaurant. <laughs> great restaurant. Great food. That's why I go. Yeah, yeah. Great food. Um, you got your Christmas gifts already? Uh, like for my... For your, for your family? Yeah, 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 for sure. What? Oh, I guess you can't tell us. Yeah, I can't got. say it on here. Come on. Have you wrapped them yet? Uh, Do you know how to wrap? Do you know how to wrap? Oh, well... No. Brutally, but... <laughs> hey. I can wrap something up. I'm not, well, sure, I'm not sure it's going to look too pretty, What but. kind of tape are you going to use to wrap? Are you going to use hockey tape or are you going to use mask or... Is it scotch? Can, can somebody oh, riddle to me why they want wrapping to be pretty? You're literally going to see it for two seconds and tear the fucking thing apart. Because it goes it's underneath under the, the tree, tree and it stays under the tree for a good week and a half. Not when duty buys. It's all... What do you wrap your stuff with? The <laughs> newspaper? No, I just find whatever's there, but I just put it under Christmas Eve. Then it makes... Santa was there then. Did you get all your gifts yet? Fuck no. I'm going out after this to do it. You're a last minute guy. 100%. Just like every other guy on the earth. I'm definitely more of a bad guy though. 
I found out a lot of Bag. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Vet. See, you're a vet. That's why they keep you around and Yeah, ruin. but that kind of ruins the surprise. Let's say, for instance, you get like a Lululemon t-shirt for someone. The bag's Lulu. They're going to know. Well, you don't no, do that. No, like, a, like a Christmas bag. Like, What the hell's a Christmas bag? You ever seen like a gift bag? Gift bags. Okay. But wouldn't the gift bag have like a, a logo on it or something? No, no. You can buy ones that got fucking no, puppies like, on them. They got like penguins. and stuff. Oh, yeah. This guy's he's just an uncultured yeah. swine. That's all. No, I'm not. I'm not on the bag level yet. I like the rap. I, I figured like. you were on the bag level, but. <laughs> um, right, no, I wanted to qu- ask one more thing. Are you going to the Max Alumni game? I am. You are. Yeah. We're signed up. When is that? Boxing day. Boxing day. So you're going? Yeah. High button will be in attendance. Good stuff. But uh, that's a good day. I think it's always okay, fun. Sweet. I played in it for the last five yeah. years. But your gear's not here. Yeah, I'm just gonna stop in and say hi. Okay. Well. Where yes. do you shoot? Right or left? Right. We'll, I'll bring you a stick. We can, we can do like a that shot shoot some or something. Shoot the bench or something like that. Figure it out. Yeah, we'll, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> that's where I originally made my connection with him was on the bench. Was the, it? Yeah. yeah. He asked me if I played for the dry if I remember correctly. And I was like, how the fuck How do you know, know this? Yeah. Uh, one of my good buddies, um, Brock McLeod, his uncle's on the dry. So, <sighs> Who? Uh, Greg West. Westy. Yeah. So Holy we, we would shit. Go, when we were younger, we'd go watch the dry games and just you had nothing to do. Go over to Beasley Field and Fucking watch the right. Run around the field. Games. I went to my like second one this year. No, they're it's good. good time. Mm-hmm. Good for time. sure. Yeah, plus I hit two dingers this year, so I'm the home run hitter now. <laughs> All right, relax. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much, man, for coming on. I appreciate it. I know your time is valuable. Christmas time, family, friends. Well, we're part of your family now. Well, we're the Max family, so you're, exactly. you're supposed to come in here anyways. Dudes, thanks for coming. I know you're, well, I don't know what the hell you do from time to time, but thanks for coming, I guess. Nobody knows. That's the beauty of it. Uh, everyone listening, once again, thank you very much. Go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. I think I said that already. <laughs> Hi, Button. Love you guys. Thank <laughs> you. See you. Dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Well, treetops glisten And the children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow The snow said I Dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days, may your days, may your days Be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white
Be mm-hmm.